The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A warm up for Bebo! Welcome to Love Las Vegas. We're Kelsey Cousins with myself, Craig Hughes, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you as fresh off of a trip to Europe. We've got our man, Terrence Oglesby, who does an amazing job over there at the Field of 68, joining me for this one. We really don't have any news and notes to report from college basketball over the last 48 hours because you may recall wound up doing my preview yesterday of the Colonials. But with that said, we are seeing some speculation out there that we might wind up seeing a big headline happening within the next few days. Gigi Jackson, he is rated as the number one overall recruit in the class of 2023. He is right now considering reclassification. He is determining whether to go to North Carolina and South Carolina. Ironically enough, Darren Soglesby is out there in the great state of South Carolina. So we're going to be talking about that speculation with them. How a lot of these guys that reclassify have been very much in or miss. That's going to lead into a little bit of chatter with Amani Bates. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, Terrence was out there in the continent of Europe. He did wind up meeting with a few coaches out there as well. So we're going to be talking about how some of these international guys have come in and they have been able to make a big impact in terms of college basketball as well. And just sort of gauging how some of these guys from different parts of the world are a little bit different with what they bring to the college game as well. We're going to have a great in-depth chat with Terrence in the second segment. Really not a lot of news and notes to be able to report upon. So we want to pretty much combining everything in the second segment there. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters CM, maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these in in the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five-star review. Next conference preview, most likely going to be the Ryzen League within the next few days. There's lots of realignment with Conference USA, so I'll probably be doing that one in a week or two as well, so that's what's all on tap there, and what's on tap with this podcast, a great chat with Terrence on the other side right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Spears, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... 
I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Love Me Las Vegas for Cus Cus Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peters, and now a part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. And it is great to be joined by our guests as Terrence Oglesby is doing an absolutely terrific job over there at the Field of 68. And a gentleman that I know he was actually out there in the continent of Europe. I believe he was more specifically in Sweden taking a look at things with regards to family. And on top of that, I know that he is a man that does a great job of being able to take a look at just the entire game of basketball. does a great job on the college basketball scene, but I know that he's done some great work taking a look at some of these prospects over there overseas. And on top of that, he is a man that just is very well involved in the game of basketball because he was a sharpshooter over there at Clemson. Now he's taking that knowledge and he's bringing it all to us. And to be able to follow Terrence Oglesby on Twitter, that is at the letter T and then an underscore. And then his last name, Oglesby, O-G-L-E-S-B-Y. And then the number 22 at Terrence. Great to have you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Got to spend some time in Sweden. And then after seeing family in Sweden, actually made my way down to Belgrade, Serbia for a coaching clinic. Got to see three very gifted coaches and gifted for their own reasons. Ettore Messina, the head coach at Armani Milano, one of the best teams in the Euro League, as well as Israel Gonzalez, the head coach of Alba Berlin, who won the German Cup and the German title this season. And then a uh, guy that you know very well, John Calipari, also made his way over to Belgrade to speak and then heading over to watch the U-17s in Malaga, Spain. So all-encompassing, it was a great trip, both for family and basketball purposes. Now I'm back in the state of South Carolina. Just got back from watching some of the best high school talent at the Adidas Championships in Rock Hill, South Carolina as well. So it's been a loaded few weeks, but I'm glad to be back working after spending some time with family. Yep, and it's a much-needed R&R. It's a little bit more of a slow time of year in college basketball, but I do think that it is interesting what you were talking about a little bit earlier, meeting with many of those coaches over there while you were in Europe and we have seen more and more guys come from overseas and have success in college basketball. I really look at Lowry Market and what he was able to do a few seasons ago at Arizona. We've been seeing a few more guys in recent years and a couple teams in general 
that they wind up building themselves around this pipeline of someone from overseas, like St. Mary's, for instance. They've really used a lot of Australian guys to be able to build up their program. Arizona, they certainly have been looking at a lot of international guys recently. And I know that Creighton has really went down this route as well. And I do think that that's a little bit interesting in college basketball because I mean, these guys are a little bit more out of sight, out of mind, because you don't have a lot of these big-time events that wind up happening out there like the Peach Jam Classic, these big-time high school events out in Las Vegas. But there are some guys overseas that when they wind up entering college basketball, they really take college basketball by storm, and we've been seeing that more and more. Well, it obviously depends on where you're looking at. If you're looking in Europe and more specifically looking towards the Eastern Bloc, whether it be Serbia, whether it be Estonia, where Kirk Kreese is from, you get a lot more skill there because they drill and drill and drill. You know, basketball is played differently around the planet. And some of those guys, whenever they come over, it translates really well. And then if you look at another guy like Omar Balu, who plays at Arizona, he's from Mali. So he brings high-level athleticism, big-time size. It just depends on who and where you're getting your players from, obviously. Marking and obviously the finish the finish sensation is also doing a really good job and then you can go one country over from there Pele Larson the Swedish sensation played excellent against Slovenia the other day really showed well he's going to have a great year at Arizona I have all the faith in the world about him and if you look up at Gonzaga Philip Petrusev the Serbian big man has also had success not only in the college level but at the professional level as well uh, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat and there's a lot of really good players depending on where you're looking at and basketball truly is a global game and I've been fortunate enough to see it from a lot of different sides uh, so it's been good that the game has spread from Europe to the college game and vice versa guys leave college you go to Europe like I did so you know it, as long as it's all encompassing it seems to bring people together and that's a good thing yep it certainly is and it's been really refreshing to see more and more guys come over from outside the United States have some great success in college basketball. And hey, we talk about the NBA going a little bit more global. I feel like college basketball has certainly become a little bit more global, especially in, I would say, just the last seven, eight years. I think that Lowry Marketing wound up doing a lot of good things for college basketball. I was at Arizona a few years ago, and that certainly has taken off more and more from there. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Terrence Oglesby and Terrence We also have an interesting ordeal with something that might be going down in your state as well, because right now we don't wind up having a lot of news in college basketball, but we might be pretty soon because there was a report from On3, the number one recruit out there in the class of 2023, Gigi Jackson. He might wind up flipping his commitment from North Carolina, where it looks like he's going to be going right now. And he's looking perhaps at South Carolina and going into the class of 2022. Now, obviously, this is all speculation, but on three recruits, they are some of the best in the business. Our good friends, Jamie Shaw and company, are right now reporting this. And if that were to happen, I think that that would be massive for South Carolina because I take a look at their roster right now. A lot of mid-major guys trying to make the leap up to the SEC. I do like players, Lamont, but... It took him a couple years to be able to get things going at Chattanooga. Getting someone like a Gigi Jackson to come in right away and you're number one, I think would just be massive for him. Well, it would be huge. I mean, they did bring in some talent, but also some guys, like you said, like a Hayden Brown from the Citadel, who was excellent in the SOCON. Is that going to translate up? We don't really know. Michi Johnson, who transfers in from Ohio State, was really good in spurts. Uh, And what 
he would give South Carolina would be surefire star power. And when I say he's the best person in that class, he's the best person in that class running away with it. I don't even think it's close because of his combination of size, his versatility, his ability to pass the ball, and his athleticism. This is a big-time guy and a potential number one pick in the draft. But here's the thing. If he did want to reclass up and go to North Carolina, I think they're out of scholarships. Now, don't hold me to that, Greg, but I think it's pretty close to the limit. Whereas. But both his parents played at South Carolina. He's from the Columbia area. Would he like to go and stay home for one year before heading off to the NBA draft? It makes a lot of sense. And then when you look at a new coach in Lamont Paris who has had success throughout his coaching career, comes from UT Chattanooga, where he won the Southern Conference Championship and brought in high-level players. If you remember, Kansas transfer Silvio DeSosa was their main cog. Malachi Smith, who he had transferred out to Gonzaga, he's been able to get players and recruit at a high level. If he's able to land G.G. Jackson and flip him to play for the Gamecocks, that's going to be one of the biggest surprises and biggest storylines heading into next season. And I always think it's interesting to take a look at these guys that they wind up reclassifying because – a lot of them haven't necessarily panned out the way that we would have thought them to. Now, we did wind up seeing it with Imani Bates and Jalen Duran last season. And Jalen Duran, I would say that he did a relatively solid job for Memphis last year. He was able to be a very talented player down low for them. Imani Bates, he is now over there at Eastern Michigan. So that was honestly terrific. I will take a look at someone like a Marvin Bagley. I know that he's someone that he wanted to be classifying and I would say that the, if I remember correctly, that was right around late June, early July, in which he did so as well. So right around this time of the calendar, he wound up becoming a top five pick. We could speculate about his NBA career, but in college, he was pretty darn good in my opinion. And so I always think that it is interesting to take a look at some of these guys that they reclassify as well, because I feel like we've had quite a few misses with them. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, because I would argue that Marvin Bagley was a tremendous success. He goes to Duke, he ends up being the second pick in the draft. I think that's great. Jalen Duren, because of the way the game is played, he was physically ready to play a role right out of the gate. Now, the one that's causing a lot of people apprehension is the Imani Bates situation. But let's keep in mind, too, Greg, Imani Bates should be going to be a senior in high school right now. He is that young. So this past season, he was two years too young, really, to be a part of the freshman class at Memphis. His body wasn't ready to compete. Now, you can argue, hey, going to Eastern Michigan uh, may or may not be a great move uh, until the sun goes down. But at the same time, I just don't think from a physical perspective, he was ready to compete at the college level right away. I thought it was a mistake just because of his physical profile. But that being said, Imani Bates is still a really talented young man. It's a matter of How long is it going to take him to showcase these skills? When it comes to Gigi Jackson, I would fit him more along the lines of a Marvin Bagley because of his physical profile. He's strong in his lower body. He's got long arms. He can shoot over the top, and he plays within himself and still finds ways to be the MVP of the NBA Top 100 camp, which, keep in mind, Greg, was far and away the best camp of this year, and he absolutely dominated from start to finish. He's somebody that's going to make an impact no matter what. He's going to be in there for one season, and then that's all you're going to see him if he does go to South Carolina. One of the reasons for apprehension, though, 
of not reclassing and joining this recruiting class at North Carolina is because of what happened with Imani Bates. A lot of people kept an eye on that with the reclassifications. I'm interested to see if he ends up doing this and finding a way to get to South Carolina. That being said, I think he has a tremendous year no matter what he decides to do. And ironically enough, I know that we're talking about Imani Bates and the failures that he wound up having last season at Memphis has joined me on the podcast. We do have Terrence Oglesby, and I'm right there with you. I think that Gigi Jackson much more set up to have success right away rather than sort of like a little bit of a inexperienced, shall we say, guard slash wing because of his physical profile, to your point. But I mean, you just brought up Imani Bates, the fact that he is now going over there to Eastern Michigan. And I think that this is one of the most interesting things that we've seen this offseason because I don't know about you, but I've just noticed this as well. Whenever you wind up seeing a top, we'll call it 100 recruit, wind up going to a school that you typically wouldn't expect a top 100 recruit to go to, like McKeer Maker going to Howard, obviously Pat Baldwin Jr. last year. He wound up going to UW-Milwaukee. I find that a lot of these guys are expected to come in. They're expected to produce right away. They just wind up not being able to do so. I think that this is a little bit different with Imani Bates because this technically should be his freshman year with him reclassifying. He was one of the youngest guys in college basketball last season. So I do sort of give him a little bit of a pass there. I think that this is actually going to work out well with him going back to his home city of Ypsilanti. But I do think that when it comes to Imani Bates going to Eastern Michigan, this is just a fascinating storyline in general. And it's one of those things where if Imani Bates can't tear it up with Eastern Michigan, I just don't know what the future holds for him. Well, let's keep in mind, too, I don't want to take any way, anything away from the MAC conference. I mean, you want to talk about a conference that just eats itself. That conference is full of guys that are from 6'3 to about 6'7, big, strong, and they've got 23 and 24-year-olds in that league. Now, keep in mind, too, and here's my argument for Imani Bates. He has his issues, sure, but... If he's like any other is if he's like any other kid or any other set of parents, he's probably just going into his senior year if they reclass the other direction. He's that young. So I feel like at the same time, he's got that talent. Going back to Ypsilani, like you said, I could argue for or against it. I actually most if it were my child, I would def- try to seek different ways for my son to improve and not have the spotlight directly on him and get away from his hometown to where he can only focus on basketball. When he goes back home, he goes back to his family, everything like that. So he's focused on what everybody's saying, not just the coaching staff, not just the guys that are trying to get him better. There's pluses and minuses to everything. I think it might be tough for Imani to really succeed there, but Stan Heath has done a nice job with players before uh, to be determined as anything else, Greg, but I think Imani is in for a little bit tougher of a challenge than people realize because that back conference is full of grown men. Yes, they certainly are. And it's just so interesting looking at that MAC conference as well because you've got a couple teams that they really hang their head on defense, like Akron, for example, Kent State. They were able to do a solid job on defense. And then you got a couple schools like I'm looking at you, Buffalo, which they play very fast. Defense a little bit more optional, but they're going to put up their points. Bowling Green certainly was one of those teams last year as well. So I think that it's going to be very interesting to see which we wind up getting there. And typically, Eastern Michigan does wind up playing a tough out-of-conference schedule as well. I remember they played a bunch of Big Ten schools last year as well. And I think that that is going to be of fascination as well. How Imani Bates winds up playing with a little bit of a lesser roster when Eastern Michigan does wind up going up against a few of those Big Ten schools. Because I'm sure that in the back of his mind, he's thinking, 
man, if I put up a 30-point game, this is going to open a lot of eyes. And I wind up going like 3 of 15 from the field. There's going to be a lot of vitriol coming my way. Yeah, that's right. But also, there's not going to be quite as many eyes, like you said. But if you look at that league, Jim Gross at Akron is one of the most well-respected defensive minds in college basketball. Jeff Bowles at Ohio is known for forcing turnovers and creating high-pressure situations. This is not an easy league. That's, That's my only argument to that point, Greg. Yep, and we certainly do have a league in which it's just a whole bunch of different styles as well, which I think that that just makes it so interesting as well. And Terrence, I know that you're doing a great job taking a look at the game of college basketball. And hey, as we're wrapping up this interview, you're going to see a movie that I absolutely loved last week in The Minions. So (laughs) you enjoy that. I think that that is going to be one that you and the whole family is going to like it. I know that after you wind up wrapping that up, you're going to be hard at work taking a look at a lot of conference previews and getting set for the upcoming college basketball season with a lot of player evaluation. So let the good people at home know how they're able to follow you on social media and everything that you've got going on in general. Just uh, follow me on Twitter, T underscore Oglesby22. That's T underscore O-G-L-E-S-B-Y. Two, two. My conference previews will be coming out before the season. I'm working on them right now, currently working on the Atlantic Coast Conference and just uh, just got started because the transfer portal is starting to slow down a little bit. You're starting to get a clear picture of what to expect outside of maybe a GG Jackson joining the college ranks really quick. But it's time to start preparing. It's time to start getting moving on the season. Make sure you tune in and I will be covering all the power six with these previews. So make sure you hit that follow button on Twitter. And Terrence, a must-follow. He does an absolutely incredible job of taking a look at just the entire game of basketball, one of the better minds that you're going to find out there, being able to break down everything that we wind up seeing in college basketball and always lends great insights on this podcast. So a big thanks to Terrence Oglesby of the Field of 68 for joining me right here on Coast to Coast Seems now a part of the VSIM family of podcasts. Not a lot of news in college basketball over the last 48 hours, so we wound up just sticking with the chat with our good friend Terrence, talking about Gigi Jackson and so much more. And if you do like hearing from the sign podcast, Coast to Coast Seems, you're able to subscribe wherever you your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. And if you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is by Twitter timeline, at underscore one keep in mind letters yeah they mean does not matter so as per usual please just send these into the timeline other ways sign an apple podcast review if you're at this podcast by service it is very much appreciated from there you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast find that five star review coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the season picks and analysis on every single game every single day with the offseason news and notes of college basketball long conference preview should i have my next conference preview on the rising league up within the next few days so i appreciate you guys tuning in today and i'll catch you once again tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.